0: We've got a mixed bag of stuff
1: Mm, for the
0: podcast today.
1: Yep.
0: We have a report we've lifted straight off the Flat Chat forum about somebody who got charged $17,000 for five emails.
1: What? (laughs) That's incredible.
0: Yeah, but apparently perfectly legal. Wow. We also have...
1: An update on mascot towers.
0: Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. That's pretty exciting news, actually. Everybody feels that that's dragged on a bit. We've got a kind of roundup of what's happening in the Airbnb area. So there's a lot happening all over Australia. And we have a special deal for flat chatters to go to a really nice hotel for 70% off. Ooh. Yeah. Maybe
1: we could go too.
0: No, but then it'd be full of people going, oh, it's that Sue Williams. (laughs) It might be nice nice if all the flat chatters turned up in the same hotel at the same time.
1: It'd be scary, wouldn't
0: it? So that's a lot to get through. We'd better get on with it. I'm Jimmy Thompson. I write the flat chat column for the Australian Financial Review.
1: And I'm Sue Williams, and I write about property for the Sydney Morning Herald, the Age, the AFR, and Domain.
0: And this is the Flat Chat Wrap. Right. $17,000 for sending five emails.
1: How on earth can that be justified?
0: Well, this owner's corporation, Body Corporate, because it's in Queensland, mm. they have a deal, a, a contract with their strata manager. The strata manager charges them per page, per email. What? It's yeah.
1: ridiculous, charging per page per email. I mean, right. it's okay if they have to write a whole email that lasts five pages, but normally it's just forwarding on stuff, isn't it, that's already yeah. there?
0: Well, you know, the, the thing is that they've been in a few disputes in this body corporate, and they've had rulings, lengthy rulings from the body corporate commissioner, and they are legally obliged to send them out to owners. hmm so in one case, they had a 78-page document sent out to 66 owners. I mean, it's not like it's a huge scheme. No. And the strata manager charged $1,965 for just for passing on the email.
1: Oh, my God. And, they, I mean, they would have just like one block of email addresses, wouldn't they? Yeah, so it just, would just be you, 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 two you clicks
0: just, of a finger. Literally. <gasps> forward... And That's then, good
1: money. How can I get a
0: job doing that? Oh, it that? gets better. Um, they then got another uh, dispute resolution, a 268-page PDF attachment, which cost them $7,075 just for wow. going, click on this group.
1: Wow.
0: Click on forward, and off it goes. <gasps>
1: And have they challenged this? Have they said, look, this is unfair, this can't be possibly justified?
0: I don't know. I think they'd be complaining about it. Of course. They held an EGM uh, to appoint a painting contractor uh, that cost $2,586 to email 110 pages of quotes because EGMs are not part of the fixed fee. They cover AGMs, but extraordinary general meetings are not part of the fixed fee.
1: And the trouble is that strata management contracts, you very rarely look at them, do you, really?
0: No. They're certainly not in that detail.
1: And they vary massively from from company to company.
0: Yes. And and he said they had another email from the commissioner's office last week, 298-page PDF. And at this point, they said to the strata manager, don't. Send it, because send we can send it.
1: Yeah, of course, because their secretary could send it. Yeah, well, they the, probably yeah, got yeah. the email addresses if they don't have a difficult strata manager who doesn't give them the email addresses, like well, you, like
0: ours used to yeah. do. <laughs>
1: well,
0: you know that's a very good argument for why uh, strata managers must give you the email addresses of your owners, mm. because otherwise they can charge like wounded bulls.
1: Yeah, that surely can't be okay, really. You know, just on on a pub test is obviously ridiculous. <laughs> yes. I suppose legally, if it says that on the contract and they've signed the
0: contract. Well, that's a problem. It's a mm. contract. Mm. But I don't know if Queensland uh, strata comes under consumer protections, as they're talking about doing here in New South Wales, mm. which would mean that it would be could be seen as an unfair contract. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. It does not cost a millionth of a cent more. No. To send 100 emails than it does to send one. Mm,
1: yep. Yeah. All oh, those poor people.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, at least they found it and they've stopped it. And uh, I would think they might be looking for a new strata manager.
1: Yes, I would think so too. The
0: strata manager happens to be one of the biggest in Queensland, also operates in New South Wales and Victoria.
1: Mm.
0: And I'm guessing they've got a standard contract.
1: Ooh, so other people should have a look at, close have a look at their at contracts how much you're and getting, at the fees yeah. they're being charged.
0: And the only way they found this out was when it came up in the financial report. Mm. And they were, what's this? What are these thousands of dollars here for emails? <laughs> wow. All right, incredible. so check your strata management contract, folks, and, mm. and I'll bet you'll find there are other little wrinkles Mm. And loopholes that you hadn't even realised Like we did in our new place Where we discovered the stormwater drain people Could increase the fee by 10% every year If they wanted Ooh. Yes Small print Yeah. When we come back We're going to talk about mascot towers And what's been happening there And the answer to that is Quite a lot, really That's after this
1: You'll probably recall um, a few weeks ago, David Chandler, the New South Wales Building Commissioner, came up with a rescue plan for Mascot Towers. Mm. And it was a, it was quite a complex plan, but quite ingenious, really. It was um, for owner-occupiers. You may remember in 2019, all residents were evacuated from Mascot Towers because they discovered giant cracks in the building. Yeah. And this is a building just near Sydney Airport. Airport. Uh, it's only only 11 years old. It's not very old at all. But since then, all the owners have been living elsewhere. They've had rent assistance from the New South Wales government, but they've built up huge debts from strata loans that they had to to pay for some remediation work. And then also their legal costs because they sued various developers and yeah. they were trying to kind of prove that the regulatory and legal framework really wasn't helpful to them, really, causes this huge mess. Um David Chandler came up with this rescue package, various different levels of support for different people. Investors were kind of missing out completely on help. Yep. But owner-occupiers were able to get their debts cancelled, their strata levies cancelled, outstanding strata levies, and their mortgage repayments finished. Yep. And then they would get a percentage of the value of their unit. By a consortium, they oh, right. ha- haven't really been revealed who they are, really. Right. But then, other groups of people, like investors, were going to miss out. Um, older people and people suffering hardship were going to get a particular means-tested package as well. Yep. So, hopefully, you know, because for older people, that the idea was that they couldn't go on and get out another mortgage and start their lives again, whereas younger yep. people could do that.
0: So they've tweaked all this now.
1: They've tweaked it, and now they've included a lot of investors said look this really isn't fair and David Chandra at that point said well investing in property is just the same as investing <laughs> in shares it can go wrong just yeah. the same as it can with, with shares that you can have Woolworth shares and they've plunged this week
0: that went down like a lead balloon that's yeah. right
1: but so now there's a different provision for investors who had been resident in the building before right. but perhaps just weren't resident that night that fateful night when they were all evacuated yep. so that they had kind of lived there at some point yep. so there's a rescue package for them now as well. They're included. And the the hardship and the package for older people has been improved. It's very quite generous,
0: generous, much more generous than anyone thought, I think.
1: Yeah, that's right. But I mean it wasn't
0: it's not exactly they're not exactly rolling in money. No,
1: absolutely not. You know, if they had a you know a really expensive apartment Really, one of the best apartments in Mascot Towers, they'll probably get out and they'd be able to buy a very cheap one in a much more affordable building. You know, like it's not going to be like for like at all. Yeah. I mean, everybody's been saying it's the best of the plan Bs, Cs, and Ds. Nobody's going to get rich. It's just an opportunity for people to recoup some of their losses. Yes. And get out and move on with their lives. Because
0: it was ironic that the people who had not paid the levies and who had a lot of mortgage debt Mm. were coming out much better off than the people who had religiously paid their levies on time and had tried to cut down their mortgages as much as they could. As most people... Would do mm.
1: and that's hard because I guess in any deal like this there's always going to be winners and losers, yeah, but they've I guess they've just tried to keep them to a minimum yeah. they've tried to kind of make sure everybody's winning at some point yeah but nobody's going to be delighted with this deal, but many people will be relieved that it gives them a chance to get out and get on I and mean this, because the, there's so the, many the, mental health problems there oh, yeah, from people yeah, suffering yeah. the stress of five years of not knowing what's going to happen.
0: And you've got a story about this in the Sydney Morning Herald. That's isn't it? right.
1: Because yeah. um, they had um, a meeting the other day, yeah. and they voted that this deal would go ahead if more than seventy-five percent of owners by unit entitlements yeah. agreed to it. Yeah. Um, wanted to leave and yeah. decided to take the packages. And it wouldn't go ahead if more than twenty-five percent of people disagreed yeah. and wanted to stay. Because the, that's
0: the threshold for. Collective sales. That's right. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, um over seventy five percent of people have agreed that they want to be leavers rather than stayers. Yeah. So the deal is now going going ahead. And this week they're due to receive their contracts from the consortium yeah. and they'll finally know what their sale price of their apartment will be. So they'll yeah. know exactly how well off they'll be. And they've been given algorithms. Or how less and stuff. badly off well, they'll be. Oh, that's right, exactly. They'll be given algorithms and, and you know, calculations, but nobody really quite knows until they actually get those contracts in their hands. Mm. So it looks like this whole mess will soon be over. I mean, there will be many people who decide to stay, but for some people that just wasn't really an option because if you stay, the consortium will probably remediate the building, but that will involve huge strata levies. Yeah. And it will take years and years because you've got to get and, and, all the yeah. DAs and the permissions, you've got to get the contracts, and then you've got to actually do the work.
0: It would be a brave person who said, yeah. I'm going to put my money into this building being fixed and my apartment being then worth its true worth, yeah, minus all the stuff i got to pay in the sure. interim.
1: I mean, it's a gamble. You might, you might end up... Much better off, but that might be another five years hmm. of pain and worry and anxiety in hmm. the meantime. So you can understand, you know, you kind of think maybe it's just not much of a choice at all for many people in mascot towers. They kind of, kind of have to take and, it. And, and go, can really. people
0: still stay if they want?
1: Yes, they can. I mean, they can't obviously live in the building.
0: Well, it's the, but they
1: keep keep they ownership.
0: can hold ownership and they, they just don't ownership. get any of the benefits that are
1: no, that's right. And they also lose their rent assistance. Uh-huh. The government's been paying rent assistance, that's something, but that's yeah, due that, to finish in June.
0: Yeah, I um, I, the word I'm hearing from the building commissioner's office is they want to make sure this is a one-off.
1: Yes, I think it. That it's this is not stressed. a
0: precedent. You know, sorry, you're going to say something.
1: I was going to say it's not a precedent. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, well, I said
0: double double down yeah. on that one.
1: <laughs> so yes, th- this is kind of a one-off deal. And anybody else who has a cracking building and stuff, they're not going to get anything like this. No. There's there's no deals on the table for anybody else, really. No. But you know, it's it's hard. John Engler, um, who's the CEO of Shelter New South Wales, he's been working very closely with the owners and talking to them about the deals yeah, kind and kind of mediating. Yeah. yeah. He basically said that you know these people they're not going to be particularly well off, but if it's any solace at all they will know that their building was catalyst behind the appointment of the building commissioner and getting these unprecedented powers to make sure this situation could never happen again. Yeah, I mean, that's not much comfort, is it really, when people are facing losing so much much of their life savings and stuff?
0: But any comfort at all is probably welcome.
1: John told me that he felt that David Chandler had pulled – a very large rabbit out of a very small hat.
0: <laughs> Brilliant.
1: And you know, it's great that they've actually done this. Yeah. I mean, people aren't going to be completely think, uh, happy ever, but.
0: And I think everybody—I yeah. don't know what's that phrase—of uh, compassion fatigue.
1: Mm.
0: Everybody has been feeling really sorry for mascot people, but, but now people able are going. Oh, please, can we just?
1: Yeah, just finish it. Finish it yeah. and move on. Mm.
0: When we come back, we're going to talk about the various ways that Airbnb is kind of being curbed, I think would be the, the, the correct phrase, in different states. That's after this.
1: So what's happening with Airbnb around the country, Jimmy?
0: The most immediate thing that's happening here in New South Wales is that they are looking at ways of kind of putting a lid on it. Uh, to get more homes back into the residential rental market. Mm, you know, it's such a
1: it, shortage of rental homes.
0: Absolutely. And, and, you know, the people are doing calculations and saying, well, we know that there are X number, well, thousands, like, tens of thousands of what were previously residential rentals are now on Airbnb. But we also know that there are tens of thousands of, not quite so many, but there are other homes that are just being left empty. Mm. And this is something that's been tackled elsewhere. I mean, as usual, you know, Australia is the first country in the world to go, yeah, come on, yeah, we love it. We love your Airbnb.
1: Well, it was great at the beginning, wasn't it? When it was people who had spare
0: spare room. rooms in yeah. their homes, you yeah. know, you
1: could go and stay there. It was fantastic. And
0: find out about what was happening in the area. Get yeah. get a, a local, an insider's
1: view yeah. of the area. Yep. Yeah.
0: And then we got to the point where all the local people were being driven out because they couldn't afford the rentals. Mm. And different places around the world, they've put taxes on the Airbnb. They've some cities have banned them. Mm. Um, some of them have put. Uh, extra rates charges on empty homes. Mm. like So you can't just, okay, you want to just leave your home empty, that's fine, but you got to pay extra because you're taking housing out of the market. Oh, that's a good idea. Now, I don't know if they're going to do that here. I suspect they won't. But the one thing they are talking about is a figure of a 7.5% tax in New South Wales on top of your Airbnb or stays or whatever platform you use mm. and uh, it's funny because of course Airbnb immediately go oh this is a this is a tax on the uh, the hosts well no it's not really it's a tax on the the guests They'll have to pay whatever. Because
1: they'll they'll lift their rates to accommodate that.
0: Absolutely. Mm. I mean, and and it will bring into sharp focus what the value of these properties actually is in terms of a holiday let.
1: Yeah, because maybe sometimes a hotel room is cheaper.
0: Absolutely. And people are finding that they're getting charged top dollar for really crap Accommodation, Mm. and of course you don't know how crap it is until you get there. And nobody wants to leave a bad review on Airbnb because then the guest gets a bad review.
1: Yeah, that's right. (laughs) You know. Yeah, that's a good point, really.
0: And it means that when you you try and get an Airbnb, if you're if you're the kind of person who travels around a lot and likes to use Airbnb because of the advantages that there are, and it's it's not just Airbnb short-term holiday letting. If you've got a bad review from a couple of people saying, this is a terrible person, you know, they destroyed my kitchen, blah, 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 blah. Mm. Then the next per- place you apply to is not going to sign oh, you yeah. up. They're not yeah. going to allow you in. Mm. So there's, there's that thing of the intrinsic value of the property being very flexible. mm So I don't know. I really wonder if this tax is going to make much difference. Is it going to reduce the number of Airbnb properties or short-term lets by 7.5%? It might do more, actually. There might be a a sweet spot there Mm. at which people go, it's not worth it.
1: Yeah. What else have they done around Australia?
0: So next year in Victoria, they're bringing in a, a similar tax. So we won't know how effective or otherwise that's going to be until it comes in. Mm.
1: But it's interesting because obviously they're going to raise a fair bit of money from that tax.
0: Well, they're talking about $70 million that's going to go into building new homes.
1: No, that's worthwhile, isn't it, really?
0: It is, but it's a bit of a slow burn, isn't it? Yeah, it's not
1: it's, very it's, much, is it? It's, really, and suppose.
0: it's not going to make a big difference for the next five years, really.
1: Mm, yeah.
0: Um, in Hobart, I know that Hobart city council have imposed extra rates on holiday lets because when I was there last year, they were talking in, and it was a very big news story. They discovered that 10% of the accommodation in Hobart was given over to short-term holiday oh, lets. Oh,
1: gosh, that's a lot, isn't it? It's huge. That's
0: mm. huge. And, of course, the knock-on effect for their residential rentals has been massive as well. And we did have stories coming out of Hobart a couple of years ago that people were sleeping in tents in the parks because they couldn't afford oh, to, wow. to rent a home.
1: Oh, gosh.
0: So uh, I'd imagine that might have had an effect. It's something we should look into and and see what's what is happening.
1: And Western Australia are a bit different, aren't they?
0: Well, they've offered short-term let hosts $10,000 to put their their properties back into the residential rental market, Mm. which is, you think, whoa, that's generous. (laughs) But if you are in a state where you're, like in every state in Australia is in this position, where there's a serious housing Accommodation shortage, and you can put another property on the residential rental market for only $10,000. Yeah. And
1: immediately. I mean, well, it starts next yeah. year, doesn't it? But, yeah. you know, you could do that transition straight away.
0: Yeah. So uh, that's going to be interesting. I wonder if people in WA are quickly putting their properties on. Short-term lets, so they can get the ten thousand oh, dollars to take oh, it back no. off again. God, I'm you're sure so there's.
1: Cynical, Jimmy.
0: I'm sure there's a a use-by date on that one. And um,
1: I guess in places like Byron Bay, there's been a lot of publicity because you know they've had a huge number of Airbnb's, and 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 people, <laughs> local businesses can't get any staff because nobody can afford to live there really because yeah. all the properties are out on Airbnb.
0: Yeah. So you go you go up there for. Uh, you know, a week's holiday and it takes you three days to get a cappuccino.
1: <laughs> that's right. So they've got a cap on short-term rentals, haven't they?
0: In the areas around the Byron Bay uh, town centre, I think they're reducing it to 60 nights a year.
1: Mm. Yep, that's right, the Byron Shire. Yep.
0: But the town centre itself is still on the, um, is there no limits or is it 180 nights or something like that? They're treating the town centre differently from the areas around it. Mm. So the, the prime holiday lets will still be able to operate. But in the surrounding areas, it's just not going to be worth them putting them on. Yeah. And while we're on the topic of holidays, mm-hmm. we have dug out a really special deal for flat chatters.
1: Great. Where is it?
0: It is in Malulaba, which is on the Sunshine Coast. It is at the Novotel. Mm. It's um, 75% off, or something, about 70% off the normal fee. You get breakfast every day, you get drinks in the evening, there's a saltwater pool, you're right on the beach.
1: Oh, it sounds fantastic.
0: And we know that. While we've been doing lock-up and leave, as we call it, the ones that really connect with flat chatters are the hotel deals. Mm. So check that out. It's on the Flat Chat website. Um, It's a terrific deal. Packing my boardies as we speak.
1: (laughs) And Malulabar, I mean, people talk about that as um, a great substitute for Noosa because Noosa, fabulous, one of my favourite places in Australia. But it is incredibly busy. It's quite built up. It's, you know...
0: And Malulaba is still quite quite lively.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But it's kind of like Noosa was maybe 20 years ago.
0: Yeah, but with more coffee bars. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Things and shops. Mm -hmm. All right, that's it. Fantastic. So, uh, yeah, get your sunnies out. Go and look at the uh, Flat Chat website and book your holiday in Malulaba, the (laughs) Novotel. And uh, when you get to the bar – if you see somebody who looks happy and relaxed, say, hey, are you a flat chatter? <laughs> you never know. Thanks, Sue. That's terrific. We've cracked another one.
1: Thank you, Jimmy.
0: And uh, thank you all for listening. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Flat Chat Rap podcast. You'll find links to the stories and other references on our website flatchat.com.au. And if you haven't already done so, you can subscribe to this podcast completely free on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher. Just search for Flat Chat Rap with a W, click on subscribe, and you'll get this podcast every week without even trying. Thanks again. Talk to you again next week.